Welcome to the Fox River Podcast. We are a church with a heart for people and the message of Jesus. It is our desire that you'll be drawn closer to God through today's teaching. To access notes from today's message, go to foxriverchristian.org slash message. Thanks for listening. Hey, everybody. I am so glad that we're able to gather today online because there is a question that I have for you. My question is this. How you doing? If you've been asked that question in the last week or two, I hope that you'll just kind of drop that in the chat right now. Maybe you've asked a few people that. Now, that isn't really the question that I've got for you, though. The real question I have for you is this. How you doing really? As we find ourselves now, at least six months into the effects of COVID-19 impacting our lives, that meat grinder of change just continuing to come into our lives, the economic upheaval that it's caused along the way, on top of that, we add to this the social unrest that we are now feeling in our communities and across our country. We are being hit with change and uncertainty like we have never been hit before. And on top of all of that, we've just got our regular lives that we're trying to live out as well. So I ask you, how are you doing really? This is going to be such an important question for us. It's an operative question that we want to use over the next couple of weeks to kind of give direction to where we want to go. But we also want to use this question as a means to, in our relational circles, to give God a unique opportunity to be able to step into those in a fresh way as well. When you're asking those that you know, how are you doing really? And you begin to hear back from them. I'm pretty sure you're not going to hear any of these responses. Never better. Or I hope this never ends. Rather, these two responses are probably going to be the ones that we hear over and over again. In fact, I want to share the first one today and we'll pick up the next one next week. Number one response that I've been hearing when I've taken the time to ask, how are you doing really as people have shared, I am just so tired. I am weary. I'm feeling worn out. I'm feeling burned out. And if honestly, you would find that one of your answers as well, would you just take a moment if you can right now and just kind of put that into the chat with any other comments that you might have along the way? For all of us that are feeling this weariness now in our lives there's some very good news that comes with jesus invitation and promise that we're going to be able to look at and um, open ourselves up to today it's matthew one of jesus disciples that records this for us but he not only has the um, the words there for us he gives us a little bit about what is it that has motivated jesus to say what it is that he's going to say in Matthew chapter um, 9, I read, Jesus went throughout all the towns and villages, teaching in the synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness. I just think about that. The amazing power, the teaching of Jesus that's going forth. 
And Matthew then shares this. And when he saw the crowds, all of the crowds of people coming to him, he had compassion on them. Now that word compassion is one of my favorite Greek words. It's the word splonknizomai. I mean, now you just look at that word, splonknizomai. That comes across as a real power word, doesn't it? But the emotion that goes behind it and what it communicates is even more impressive than just the sound of it, splonknizomai. You see, it conveys the emotion of being gripped in your spirit, stopped in your tracks, and moved into action. Some people have said Splunknizomai was the equivalent of having an emotional or spiritual heart attack. That's the, the overall impact that it's having on a person. As Matthew used that word to describe what Jesus' response to the crowds were, it wasn't simply a recording that was going on. But Matthew could remember looking, looking at the face of Jesus into the eyes of Jesus. And I guarantee you that there were not dry eyes, that this splunknizomai impact was flowing over Jesus with. You could see those eyes of his wet, wet with compassion, true care for people. Jesus' heart was people. And his message was, let's take a look at it. I'd actually like you to read these words with me. We'll put them on the, um, the screen so that you can do that right now. The words of Jesus are these. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Let's do that one more time together. Would you read with me? Jesus says, come to me. All you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. He goes on to say, take my yoke upon you, learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. I want to take just a couple of moments to make sure that we understand what exactly Jesus is saying to us here so that we would be able to open ourselves up to all it is that he invites us into together. So when Jesus makes that first invitation, come to me, you who are weary. In the Greek language, every verb has a tense to it. For example, present tense, past tense, future tense. The word weary is in the present tense. So Jesus is saying this. If you are finding yourself being wearied in life, it's like life is wringing the life out of life in you right now. It's not simply a tiredness physically that's taking place, but on the inside, emotionally, spiritually, I mean, in every way, you are just being worn down and worn out. That kind of tiredness, it certainly affects us physically as well. But if that's what's going on on the inside now, Jesus said, He then said, and to those who are burdened. Now, burdened is in the past tense. So Jesus is saying this. If you are being weighed down now from something that you have been carrying, it may be a problem of the past, it may be guilt, it might be shame, it might be some failure, it might be some addictive behavior 
that you've been carrying with you now for a while and it is just burdening you down. He said, I want to invite you to come to me. I want to help you. And he says, to those, I will give you rest. And the word rest there means to be refreshed or it means to be replenished. So, you with me so far? Clear what Jesus has to say? Cool. Because he goes on to say this then. Take my yoke upon you. Now here's where we may get into just a little bit of a head-scratching moment. What does Jesus mean by this? If you've seen a picture of a yoke, like oxen that get yoked together before, you might be wondering, like, does Jesus want me and once, I mean, am I, am I supposed to harness myself up to Jesus? Like, I'm not exactly sure what he's asking me to do right here. In Jesus' day, this was crystal clear. Because take my yoke was simply an expression that meant, would you be a disciple of mine? See, it was an invitation that came across that way. For the people that were hearing it, you have to realize, this was a big deal. The one who was doing these miracles, the one who was doing this amazing teaching, this person, like no other person they have known, is inviting them, ordinary them, hey, I want to invite you to be a follower or I want you to be a disciple of mine. This word, take my yoke, had the idea of submitting yourself to. Submitting yourself to because of trust that you have for the one that you're submitting yourself to. Now, Jesus ends with these words. He said, now, my yoke, it's easy. He wasn't saying, being a disciple of Jesus is just an easy-peasy thing. You know, just, it's so simple, just going to be easy all the time. The word easy means good. You might want to write that down. It means life-giving. He said, if you'll take my yoke or become a follower of mine, you'll find it to be something that is good and it is life-giving in you. This is Jesus' invitation. This is the promise that he makes. And so understanding that, there's just three personal questions that I want for each of us to be able to answer today. First question I have is this. Have you come to Jesus as Savior yet? You see, you could say there's two parts to receiving the gift of eternal life or salvation from God. There's our part, and there's Jesus' part. Our part is come. Jesus' part, well, the gospel tells us that. It says that Christ died for our sins. According to the scripture, he was buried, and that he rose again. Jesus' part was a willingness to take upon our guilt and sin when he died upon the cross. And suffered the fullness of that. Raised by God. And now is in the place of offering both forgiveness. And the ability to restore broken relationship with God again. That's his part. Our part though is come. And so I ask you. Has there ever been a time that you've come? And if so, when? When was the time that you realized that you needed Jesus his saving grace, his forgiveness in your life. And you ask him for that in your own words as best as you understood. Scripture tells us we confess with our mouth 
that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. Whoever will call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. This is the most important decision that we will ever make, that any person will make, but that we will ever make. Have you come to Jesus as Savior yet? Now, second personal question, and I understand this is personal. Has there been a time that you have chosen to follow Jesus as a disciple of his? It's kind of a collective aha moment that happened a few years ago. We gathered together about 120 um, leaders here at Fox River, and we were all met together at church, and we were getting ready, we were doing a little bit of training for a spiritual initiative that we were going to do called Rooted. With everybody that was assembled together, I asked them, if they would please, just to um, stand up and to share what their name was, how old were they when they trusted Jesus, and how old were they when they chose to be a follower of Jesus? We weren't 10 people into this just real quick popcorn thing that was um, taking place across the room when this aha dawned upon us that as important as impactful as that first decision of receiving Jesus was it was a life-changing decision for us when we decided that we would live out that we would follow Jesus as a disciple of his and I want to ask you has there been a time that you've done so? Don't miss this. Jesus' promise of rest is to his followers. Let me say that again. I want to write this down. Jesus' promise of rest, refreshment, replenishment for the weary, is to his followers. And that just might turn so many lights on, and on with us already. When Jesus talked about taking his yoke, it was a powerful statement. It was so meaningful and impactful for those people that were hearing it in his day. Today when we hear that, when I hear that, I don't think it carries that same power or impact. But one of the symbols of being a follower of Jesus that really has had a lot of impact on me is this. You kind of see it on your screen right now. This, this particular chair with the words, I am second, that are over it. In fact, there's a website called IamSecond.com. And what it is, it's a collection of um, individual stories. There's scores and scores of stories of people that have talked about what it had meant for them to get out of the first chair and get into the second chair, or that chair of following Jesus. And the reason I bring this up is I want to give to everyone who is feeling weary, kind of like a daily drip of encouragement or inspiration or hope. As you listen to these stories, really well done. I mean, they're, they're rich, full, six to 12 minutes-ish that are there. I think that you will discover from people that are athletes, um, you know, professional business people, a lot of names that you're going to see here. I mean, you're going to recognize some of these people. Some of them are very ordinary people. But of the impact that this decision, that I am going to be a follower of Jesus and begin to live it out, makes in their lives. Now, for all, all of us online right now, anybody who calls yourself a part of Fox River or just a friend of Fox River, I want to give you a next step 
in being a follower of Jesus. Whether today you're just going to make that decision to do so or you've been so for a while. And what it is, is I want you to join with us in October for what we're calling, it's a, it's a spiritual adventure that we're going, titled Experience. We want you to experience joy, Jesus, purpose, and peace. All of these coming right out of the book of Philippians. And each weekend, we'll take one of these. Throughout the week, we're going to have daily devotionals that are, um, or um, informational pieces that are going to be going out to help us with this. And then we want to ask you to be a part of a group. Now, it's only a four-week commitment for this. Groups are going to be online as well as in person, whatever way would work best for you. But if you would go today and sign up, you go to our website and just go to groups there. You'll see experience. You can go to our app. Go right to that. If you'll sign up today, if you've never been in one before, take that risk, would you, in being a follower of Jesus with this step. If you've done it before, maybe you're ready to lead a group, just let us know that as well. We think that it is going to be a really, really cool and a wonderfully impactful time. I said there's three questions. The third question I have today, and it's a personal question. How are your neighbors going to find out about Jesus' invitation? If you're talking with your neighbor and you ask them, hey, how are you doing really? And they open up to you. If you find out that they are weary, what are you going to share with them? If you're sitting at home right now, I just want you to think, Next, near neighbors, front, back, rear. Do you see the people? Think about your coworkers, your near coworkers. Maybe it's cubicle or people that you kind of rub shoulders with. If you will love them enough just to ask them this question, hey, how are you doing, really, with everything that's going on now? If you believe that Jesus can deliver on his promise, if you believe that Jesus is going to come through and do what he said he's going to do, then would you tell him? That truly is Jesus' heart for us. Do you remember the Splunknizumai moment that we read about earlier? Matthew tells us exactly what Jesus said after that. After he saw this impact on Jesus, Jesus then turned to his disciples and he said this. He said, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. In other words, Jesus looked at at his friends and disciples and said, do you see what I see? There are so many people that can be helped right here, but there are not nearly enough people just to go and to share. Let's ask God together that he will send more people out there. And Jesus, upon his resurrection, said this to us, to all of his disciples. He said, Even as the Father has sent me, I now send you. Jesus wants us to take this message of his and put it out there. We might go, how does Jesus do this? And the answer is, is this. It's always unique and personal. The way that he has brought rest to me, the way that he may bring rest to you, is unique and just the way that we need it in our lives.
I do know this, though. I know that everyone that came to Jesus with a need left with more than they came for. Let me say that one more time. Think about it. Everyone that came to Jesus with a need, they left with more than what they actually came for. If we can bring a person to Jesus, then Jesus is the one that will give them what they need and more than even they realized that they need. Life and life to the full. So now's our time for action. It may be today, the day to come to Jesus and receive him. And if you haven't, I hope you will right now. It may be your time that you decide, I am going to come to Jesus and live as a follower of his. It may be your commitment. Jesus, I am willing to let my neighbor who is weary know about your invitation. Let's pray together to this end right now. Lord Jesus, thank you for this promise. You're the one who said it. You're the one who delivers on it. If we are weary and burdened, you will bring to us a rest and refreshment. We acknowledge there are so many of us that need this right now. Thank you that you're ready to give it, and thank you for the ways that you're going to do it. For those that are ready to receive you as Savior Jesus, and if that's you, my friend, if you will acknowledge to him, I need what you did, your death on the cross for my sin, and I ask you for your forgiveness now, Jesus. Just tell him that in your own words. If it's your time to declare, I am ready to follow you, Jesus, then speak that out loud right where you're seated now. And let's with a splunk my compassion take this good word of hope to those around us that will need it. We pray all these things in your mighty name, Jesus. Amen. We hope you were encouraged today. Subscribe to the Fox River Podcast to ensure you don't miss future messages. Stay connected through our social media channels on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And of course, make a difference in the lives of those you know by sharing with them. We are grateful for you and hope you join us again soon.